And good evening, good evening, everybody. Welcome to Badass Midnight Movies. Bam, for short. I'm Jeff, and welcome to October. And as always, every year we do the wild Halloween stuff, and that is no exception this year. I'm beginning the month strong. I'm rocking it solo tonight. Uh, Mike is taking care of some stuff, so um, I'll be back on some other ones that we're doing this month uh, for sure, so do not worry about that. But we're going to start out with Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. And a little known fact, I haven't seen these movies in a bit. So when I'm watching it, it's I'm going to watch it with fresh eyes. I think the last one I saw was Wes Craven's New Nightmare, which is pretty good. Um, it kind of like kind of did not spoofs, but I think kind of like did like a scream thing. I forgot what year it came out, but it did like a weird thing where it was like it was the movie was about the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. And, like, the Nancy character, she was an actress, and she was playing, and then Robert England was playing himself. It was actually not bad when I think about it now, but um, not quite these movies. These movies were the shit back in the day. So I'm doing uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Wars. It came out in 1987. So if you got it queued up, I'm not sure what streaming service is it on, but I'm sure you could find it on Redbox, maybe on Netflix. Maybe Tubi has it, or Crackle, but check it out. So I do a normal countdown. Oh, by the way, one more thing before I go forward. If you hear some pauses in between where you're not hearing kind of like dead silence, don't worry. I didn't leave. Uh, I'm just using restroom or um, refilling my drink or all that. Just not going to be rude. So anyway, 136. Here we go. In three, two, one, and brass play. This is a new line cinema one. Sleep those little slices of death. How I loathe them. I love how it begins with a Poe quote. And these movies are so silly, but like back in the day, they were terrifying. Dream Warriors. Um, hold on one second, guys. I'm a little bit of an audio issue here. Don't worry, I'm not leaving. Sorry about that. Oops, hit the wrong button, guys. Okay, that's better. Sorry about that, guys. Had a little malfunction going on there, but uh, we're keeping it going, keeping it strong. A young Patricia Arquette. 
Patricia's been in tons of stuff, and I think she had married Nick Cage at one point. I could be wrong about that. Or dating him or something. A little gossipy stuff. Totally 80s, by the way. This is my music right here. <laughs> and probably some of you guys, too. I'm all about those 80s hair metal bands, too. Music was fun. Not much fun in music anymore. Now, who sings Into the Fire? See, I, this is where I wish Captain Mike was here to help us out. But... Let me, uh, I'm gonna look it up, guys. Hold on one second. Oh, it's also docking. Okay. Wild singer, so young here. Another typical ladies thing for, uh, for me at least is when uh, mom and dad used to go out, leave a babysitter, and they would always go somewhere. I think it was like to the movies, but they would always dress up. Nobody dresses up. Nobody dresses up anymore. Jeans, t-shirt, flip flops. I try to be stat stylish. I think we've seen this house before. If I... If I was to ponder, is that the house that Freddy was burned in, I believe? I mean, I could be wrong. Looks like the uh, the cabin in um, Evil Dead, though. <laughs> I'm not sure if that was his intention. You know, one thing I like about these films is the, um, and now looking back at it now, they can do it so much better, but they create so much tension in these films, like into the dream world and the outside, like, and it would just like literally just mess with your mind. I mean, yeah, it's cheesy in the premise and all that stuff. You can only attack your dreams, but you know, he's probably one of the coolest dream characters out there. You know, Morpheus is one. Sandman. I mean, you got others. Nightmare lives in dreams. What was it? I think Markiplier said one of the, he's a YouTuber. <laughs> he always said if there's a creepy little girl in the, in the video game, run. And then you know it's going to be weird. 
creepy little girls, man. They they freak me out. I'm not sure if that, that was the start of this trend or creepy little girls were in. Like, oh, uh, or actually, it was probably going. No, no, actually, that's. Ah, I take that back. The Exorcist was the first one. Linda Blair. Getting corrected. I corrected myself. Man. Dummy. Why'd you go downstairs, man? Just stay up there. Again. Well, the creepy little girls in The Shining as well. That trope has been around for a long time. Creepy little girls in films. See, you go from that slow tension to this wild, frantic pace now. See, this shit would frighten me, this. Like, even before we see Freddy. Like this, like the atmosphere, like the lighting, the dinge of the place. I, I really like the way they did this film. Like, it's the, the dream part. And of course the music. You're always gonna get me with this. Music is great in this film. I I love that old school synth cork sound, man. My brother, he uh, he went to full sale. And um, for the longest time, you know, a long time ago, we got into a, a fairly like almost really very serious car accident. It was like in the early aughts, I believe. And uh, we went up to to Philadelphia, and um, like a long story short, my my brother was driving, and we had a me, myself, and a couple of friends in there, and the other guy ran a red light and just hit us. And uh, my brother was pretty banged up for a while, nose and all that stuff. But anyway, out of the settlement, he um, he bought that keyboard, and because um, I, I think it was like two thousand dollars or something, and he he bought it and he just messed around with it and would make those 80s type synthy sounds with the Korg and he bought like a record of course so see that's cool man again all practical And another thing that's it's really good is like when the uh, the dreamer wakes up from this nightmare with Freddy, and whatever position that they this person was in, they'll wake up and like, oh yeah, like I was getting killed by Freddy, but Freddy will like frame you like, nah, dude. Is that Lawrence Fishburne? No. Hold on.
Hold on, guys. I want to see if I'm right. Uh-huh. I know I'm not crazy. Yep, Lawrence Fishburne. Wow. Jackie Earl Haley was in this film too? Hmm. Nice little cast. I mean, not big guys. I mean, obviously, like Lawrence Fishburne, but. Heather Langkamp plays Nancy in the film, and she's known, of course, for the Friday films. She did Outsiders. I do remember that. And she did Hellraiser Judgment, which I have never seen. Of course, there's a new Hellraiser coming out. It's with the trailer the other day. And I gotta say, I was pretty impressed. Look really good. Not that the other ones were bad. They were just a little strange. And even like the writers. Well, I, I guess in, um, again, it was a podcast that I listened to. They were talking, discussing about Hellraiser. And like, I guess it was one of the original writers came up and he's like assisted on this, on, on the series on Hulu. And he basically said that, that, that uh, man, I forgot the accounts, like Hellraiser 7 or 8, 9, like, they were all just like scripts from other movies that they made a Hellraiser movie, which sounds wild. <laughs> now, this gentleman right here. Oh, I don't, I can't find him now. Is that Jess Wallace or Mark Patton? Let's see if I remember. No. There's a certain movie. That's John Saxon. John Saxon was in a lot of stuff. Unforgiven. Enter the Dragon. No, I'm trying to find this certain actor who was in the film, but I cannot seem to find him. Hmm. Yeah, I know this gentleman has been in a ton of stuff as well, but I just cannot find... I can't think of his name, and I can't find his cast, because obviously he's a little older now. No, I know there were discussions for a while of moving forward with a, a nightmare reboot, but um, and I think they were discussing it. I'm not sure if that's Blumhouse if he's gonna do it. That that's the only way I would watch it to see a Blumhouse type touch. 
Because they seem to have the avenue pretty, pretty cornered on horror. They do really, they do a really good job in horror. Like the Invisible Man, Mother. Look at that shot. I mean, it's a simple shot, but it's just like the back and forth, like the people going in between. Like, was it real? Like, what the hell's going on? Well, that is Larry Fishburne. Hey, that kid has my haircut. <laughs> now, in between, I'll be going back with some facts here, guys. But I was trying to find this actor, and I cannot find his name, so I'm going to give him a search. Sorry. So ultimately, Wes Craven was not going to do this film. Uh, I'll partake from this article right here. Craven, when he was interested in coming back, unfortunately they caught him as he was in the middle of pre-production on Deadly Friend. Directing part three then was out of the question, but he did take them up on their offer to write the script, which he ultimately co-authored with Bruce Wagner. It'd be nice to report to Craven's reason for returning was to write the ship and write the role that had been part two, but which was much simpler and far less noble than that. He needed the money. <laughs> Lady my name was important for me in a business sense that I was able to negotiate percentage points in the sequels that I did not have in the original film, which I did not know. Excuse me, guys. Got the sniffs. Now, I find it interesting that Nancy has become, I guess, a dream consultant, or she used to be the victim of these dreams, so I guess that would make her an expert. I mean, I guess it makes sense. That's how any mother would look in the 80s. My mother didn't look that bad. My mother was always different. My mother, my mother was always just. Well, she was hot. <laughs> I mean, she's my mother's older now. God bless her. I love her. But, um, yeah, she used to be a little hottie back in the day. Just saying.
one of my friends in New Jersey, he had a computer just like that. It was a Commodore 64, and we were playing, I think it was Dungeons and Dragons on there, and I thought he was the coolest kid in the world. Me and my brother used to go over there and play, and I was like, man, I want to get one of these things, and you know, we never got the Commodore 64s, but we got like the Nintendos, the ColecoVisions back in the day, the Atari 2600, the Jaguar we had, which <laughs> um, my brother bought the Atari Jaguar, and it had a couple of decent games, but like the best game they had hands down, even to this day, I think is the best Alien versus Predator game. And that was, uh, I think it was Alien versus Predator. Yeah, it was Alien versus Predator, I believe. And basically, you had uh, three ways you could play the game. You could play the game as the Predator, which my brother did. We did often. But it was a little bit too easy being the Predator. So, if you play the Alien, which was kind of sadistic, but you, know, you had to hunt the Predator, which was, wasn't as hard as you think if you uh, played the game. But, like, the best mode is when you played as the Marine because you had the the, uh, the Predator and the alien hunting you both. So you had a lookout. You had the scanner from the actual game that would show, like, the beep, 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 beep. It was getting closer. And the Predator was always the hard one to find because you couldn't sense him or anything. He was never on scanners. Don't know about you. A tricycle would always freak me out. Again, that's all practical right there. And I've always been a huge proponent of practical effects. I mean, to some people, it's kind of cheesy. It looks lame. But to me, it's more real. And I know we have, like, CGI out there. And, like, we have, like, all this new technology, which is, like, uh, what the, the deep fake is a big thing now. And I think they're going to use that heavily going forward. But, like, the practical stuff has always seemed more scary. Like, if you ever watched The Thing, John Carpenter's in The Thing, came in 1982, I believe. And it's not... Like, to me, it's one of the greatest horror films of all time. And practical effects in that film are just freaky. Like, the design of the creature. Like, like this right here with the pig. Just, like, freaky. Freaky stuff. But that's why I like practical effects. Just love the way he did all that. Now, back then, the, the budgets for these films were not, you know, what they are today. Like, look at this. This is this is fantastic. The the slug type Freddy.
Now, did she fall asleep by herself that quickly? Because, good lord, sell that idea. Look at that. That is freaky looking. This is so good. Get hurt in dream, get hurt in life. Okay. That's Nancy's house. Okay, see? Now, Nancy, of course, I was just, like I was just saying, is played by Heather Langkamp, and she was in Hellraiser 2018. Outsiders, I'm going to see y'all. What else has she been in? Truth or Dare. She was in Shocker? <laughs> um, Shocker is a really stupid movie um but my brother and i uh my brother christian we used to rent movies on friday nights because i think we just uh, we were younger way younger um so early 20s yeah early mid 20s so we lived we lived together and um every friday we would always rent these really bad horror movies that we never heard of and shocker was one of them and we got a kick out of it <laughs> You know, in a way, I look at these people, and that's actually true, by the way. I'm obviously, it's a trope in films, but that is, you know, a thing. Like, if you sometimes, hey, I want to move out to California and become an actor. And some people make fun of it. Oh, it's so silly. He's never going to make it. But I actually admire the people who do that because that takes balls. Balls. Because you'll get rejected over and over and over again, but you'll keep trying and you work these dead-end jobs and bartending and like serving and just to make ends meet I'm not sure if there's a film out there but I would love to see like the um, a movie about like how an actor you know just starts slowly moving up the top I'm sure there's thousands of films on there but I'm just talking like a, maybe a straight documentary I'll have to look that up
A little D&D there. I used to be big into that. Huge. And I think I played a Star Wars one for a while as well. But um, not since then. I really want to get back into that. That's a fun thing to do. Like gathering up, meeting up, and play for six hours. But it's just, it's just cutting out the time. It's all about time nowadays. Everybody has such limited time. Fishburne um, did Boys in the Hood for Spike Lee. He played um, actually Cuba Gooding, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s father in that film. And uh, he was very did an awesome job. He was like this, he was the father and basically he was just speaking out against like, you know, people growing up in the hood and the assumptions and like, you know, of them. And this is a very articulate man who could, who could just like express his point to these kids like he was like the one he was like the obi-wan in the film because you know it's about gangsters and gang violence and the, the neighborhoods and stuff like dreams shattered really good film if you never watched boys no do check it out but he was like the almost like he was just he was preaching what was going on in the areas and he predicted a lot of things to come which is kind of crazy if you if you let watch the film but do check it out man it's not knowing who this is is gonna completely so that's Heather Van Camp. Sorry, I want a little rant. She's fifty-eight years old now. I'm really trying to find out who that actor is. Is it's is that Jake? Let me see. No, not him. I'm never gonna give up till I find out who this guy is. Is it him? No. Who is this guy? Is it him? No, it can't be him. Oh! I found him. That's Craig Wasson. Craig Wasson did Body Double. That's the film. He's 68 years old. Took me a while to see him. Yeah, Craig is older now. That's who it was. See, that to me would freak me out. See that? That's frightening. Uh, reminds me of the movie, uh, I'm not sure when it came out, the uh, the Puppet Master. Puppet Master had similar effects like that. Ooh. Gross. 
See? Everything's happening in the dream. Yeah, oh. Just disturbing. It's a skin. Just freaky looking. Oh! See, just, just stuff like that just weirds me out. Like, now that I know the, I know the truth about the effects and, like, I respect them more, but it's still freaky. And, like, I think the scariest thing is him walking and nobody seeing the pain he's going through. It's just wild. I wonder, you know, when they do, um, because eventually they're doing a Doctor Strange 3. I'm just not sure. I, I, look, I'm, I'm not breaking any scoop when you listen to this. But I'm just saying uh, it they're going to do another Doctor Strange. It, the film made money. Um, So I hope when they do it, they do, like, you know, if you saw the ending of the last one, The Multiverse of Madness, he meets Clea. And he goes into, assumingly, he goes into the Dark Dimension uh, I'm not sure if he's going to fight Dormammu again, because Dormammu's not dead. He's still out there. But uh, I really would hope they would introduce a character kind of like Nightmare. Nightmare would be perfect, I think, and you could do stuff like this, man. Like, you know, unfortunately, Wes is not around. Man, I would have loved to have seen a Doctor Strange Wes Craven movie. I mean, the, the, you talk about two halves that are just made for each other is Wes Craven and Doctor Strange. <laughs> right up his alley. Now, this actor right here, funny little fact, once I get him, I don't want to mess up his name. Well, when I, when I found who Craig Watson was in there, I was like, oh, incredible, great. Uh, where is he? This acting list is all... Okay, Ken Skogs, Skagos, Ken Skagos. Yeah, he's, um... He's 55 years old. Good for him. When he auditioned for this part, apparently he went to the casting director, and uh, on that day it was raining really bad. So he comes off, he's pissed off, and apparently the casting director who was going to do the screen test with him was, was late. Never showed up. So Or he actually he got there like an hour later, and he's pissed off, so like the casting director's like, okay, look at just... Uh, I'm sorry we're late, so just do like the, uh, uh, just tell me how you feel right now. So he went into this tirade where he was just like, you know, just like cursing, going off. And like, you know, I had to F this, I had to fucking rain. I just, and apparently like that performance was so powerful that they cast him right after that. Which is kind of wild when you think about it. It gets, it gets a little wild, this scene. <laughs> He's not wrong. I ain't going to sleep, neither. 
Uh, why was that? That's another trope in films. It's like when two characters engaging in dialogue, like, oh, you know, and they work in the same company. And like, let's just say like one of them is like the the leader of a project and the other one is like, not a subordinate, but like, like right under him or like a boss level too. And they do it all the freaking time. Every, not at, well, not all the time, but like it's a trope. And it's like, oh, you're going to do what I say. Oh, no, he's going to back what I say. And if he doesn't back what I say, I'm going to hand in my resignation. Like, that's a like the, the fake quit job thing. Again, the use of the lighting here is just fantastic. It just shows the two worlds, the light and the dark. And he's just right there. You can see the dark is encompassing the light. Lawrence Fishburne was a good-looking dude back in the day. That smooth beard. Can't grow a beard like that. Wish I could. Maybe I'll try. Now, of course, another freaking troll. The fucking the Goomba character. The Italian grease boy. Hey, you're going over here. You know what? I got this for you, sweetie. Come on to my room right now. Yeah? Hang out. And of course, he's like, he's like the machismo. He's the, this is another. Hey, come over here. Come on. You going back to my room? Let's get a little fun going on right there. Hey? What a douche. Fuck this guy. If you can get any smoke on that little girl. What the hell are you doing that for? Dumbass. My God, those TVs. Talk about dated. I had one of those. Those big boxes. And nowadays, the TV's freaking, you know, weightless.
Dude, that was wild. That was wild, like how Dick Cat returns to Freddy Krueger. That was, uh... Josh Agabor, I believe? I get it. Man, that song sounds so freaky distorted like that. Oh! Oh, terrifying. Oh, of course, one of the iconic... Boom! Oh, Freddy's getting stronger because he's able to penetrate the real world now a little bit. I guess, like, the the thing is, like, the more they fear him, the more stronger he gets. Of course, not a trope, but we've seen it in films before, the old mother nun. Mother Superior, as I would say. Sweet little sister. It's a Marley Crew song. It's almost like these characters, and I mean, not 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 specifically. Like you see her. It's almost like Freddy speaks through her. I guess that's the thing. I haven't seen this movie in such a long time. What the hell is that? Is, are they together? Like I said, kids. It's been a while since. Oh, they are together. Okay. Ooh, hey. Yeah, Body Double is a... Uh, hmm. Well, intense film. In a good way. Not sure, but... Do check it out. Yeah, well, it happened quite often, Doctor. 
Oh, okay. So now we're going to get... See, I needed that. little synopsis now. Oh, a little background. I guess it goes to jump to jump me up. Oh, they're going to show it. No. Oh, I guess they don't show it. See, quick little... Oh, Oh god, this is so fucking you have the strength to do you have the power if you can buy them together. The power is yours. Now I've never been hypnotized. I know people who have been. But I have never been. And I guess the way I've read it is hypnotism is suggestive in the wording of how you buy into it. Focus and concept. It's almost like that you want to get hypnotized.
No, are they are they under the no they're not. See now I'm um, it start coming back to me. Yeah, that's just not gonna happen. I do like this little thing on the Dream Warriors, little backgrounds, like what they wish for, like one wants to walk, one wants to be athletic, the other one wants to be really strong. Kincaid. Kincaid is like a 70s villain. Oh boy. Uh oh. Trap. It's a trap. Run away. Run away. What a frightening scene with the tongue. Look at that. <laughs> he does some, some of the weird... Coolest one-liners. 
Man, look how frightening that is. That pit of skulls in there. That's terrifying. Look at that. Damn. He's got this dream girl. Again, I love those practical effects. It's my thing. Okay, so let's take a look at the box office for Dream Warriors. It made it was made for four point five four point five million and ultimately grossed uh, forty seven, which would be like making ninety one million at the current ticket prices. That's ten million more than the most recent Insidious movie. Two, the origin of the Elm Street films. This makes Dream Warriors the second highest grossing entry behind only. Nightmare, uh, Nightmare, Nightmare on the Street Four, The Dream Master. But that I would have been one to do. I'm just checking out the uh, the facts of Nightmare Nightmare Night Nightmare Nightmare on Elm Street Four. The Dream Warrior. Oh, Rennie Harlan. His first film was a uh, first American film was called. Prison starring a young Viggo Mortensen. That's interesting. Well, I guess he didn't back you up, bro. Run. kids or his patience I'm not sure see this is creepy moments like this it's not even they're in the nightmare it's just like the like the creeping out the window right there 
And like, wait a minute, like I wasn't even checking. I'm like, dude, I'm not even gonna go up there. I'm out. Can you use a rock to get inside like that? I guess you can. I guess you can. I don't know why I just thought of it, but I was just thinking about the movie Platform. It was on Netflix. I'm not sure if it was last year or year before that. It was a weird little film, and it was about like the exist. Like I guess to describe it, it was these duh platforms, and one of them starts at the very top, and it's this huge platform, and it has all this food on there, and it would go from level to level to level, and like each. You know, level will get to eat the food and see how much they could eat before the platform goes down. And a lot of times it was a story about like the people who, when they got the leftovers or like what they should do. And it's a strange film, but definitely worth watching. Another thing I like in films, and if you know me, I always like films, TV shows that deal with, like, angels versus demon stuff. And Supernatural, yeah, helped that out, but, like, anytime one comes on, I'll look for it. No, even it's one of the Christian channel. I watched one the other day. I forgot the name of it. But it was, it was really good. I mean, it's, the special effects are, look, they're not great, but the story and the message to me is always is always good. So I dig them. church dummy like where did she go like is she a what the hell is she <laughs> a ghost demon Give me something. Oh.
That's creepy. Oh. Those shrieks are terrifying. What's that called? Little Amigos? Little Nemos? I said before that actor ready to catch it. Well, I mentioned them earlier. All right, Dick. What a dick. Way before product placement was like huge in films, you saw like a pack of Marlboros and a uh, a Miller Highlight can there. Oh, product placement. What happened? Oh my God, this Nancy looks like my ex sister in law. Never noticed it till now. That's crazy.
Yes, be careful, Nancy. This guy's a little bit too old for her. And this is coming from an older guy. <laughs> whoa, 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 man, it's a lot. Guys, I'll be right back.
Alright, sorry about that, guys. I'm back. Miss me? Probably not. I wouldn't miss me neither. What I miss? Freddy's world. Before there was Wolverine, there was Freddy. There's a crossover nobody asked for. Freddy's got to up his game now. See, he can make it appear to be so nice, but there's always two sides to dreams, man. Terrifying. Now, what is her mom a call girl? Where do you get the bourbon? Ooh. Freaky. See, he just, man. Okay, so I guess they can use their abilities in the dream to fight Freddy. Okay, that makes sense. They sort of dream and make it happen, but I guess in the first two they didn't do that. Like I said, this is... Uh, Walk down memory lane for me. I haven't seen these films in a hundred years. Jake's bar. There's always got to be a Jake's bar somewhere. 
<laughs> Again, awesome, awesome score going back here. It sounds like a lot of video game scores do the same thing. I know it's I'm not trying to put them in the same league, but like a lot of video games have good scores as well. Even back then. This is what is who's this guy? You know, I never understood why Freddy only had one, like, one gloved hand with spikes in it. Well, in this scene, of course, he has the injections and all that. That's scary. Look at that. Oh. I guess she's dead. What the hell is this? And how many times did you see a dark hall during the eighties and nineties? Yeah, I'm not writing that. And of course he would put his fear of not walking. His lines are so fucking cheesy, but they work. Dude, they could hurt him a little bit now. But he's a living nightmare. Yeah, he's knocking off these kids one by one now. Is that the real? Is it the real Nancy or is it a fake? No. 
Uh, what about your other friends? Uh, they're like dead. Of course, you gotta have. Come on, man, fight me, fight me. That's creepy as hell. The boiler room. Now, I was thinking about this. I think you could do another one I mean I like the Jackie Earl Haley one I actually thought that was pretty good I mean it's not these films these films are just you know they're they're fun you know I mean they're like like back then to me as a kid they're terrifying but like now you're like oh they're kind of fun cheesy with the one liners not back in the really real world Tell you what, that's another thing they had also. Well, I, actually, I'm thinking of a scene. Uh, creepy garages. Like in the 80s, like in Christine, they had all the garage parks like this. They had like a lot of creepy stuff that would happen. And then I think, uh, oh, Gone in 60 Seconds. It didn't have like a creepy garage, but it just had like a slick garage. I was talking to... Um, Actually, I think I was talking to Mike about it. Like how they should bring back like the uh, the creepy kind of car movies that they had in the 70s and 80s. Like you had The Car. Maximum Overdrive was sort of about a vehicle. Christine, of course. Um, They had another one. I think it was called Super Hybrid that came out. And that was about a morphing car that killed people. I actually thought it was... I mean, it's stupid, but... It was entertaining. And who the hell is this doctor telling the, the, the freaking the dad what to do? He's a sheriff. He should be able to kick his ass. Something about the lighting of red in films, man. It's like you get all your cool, like, tense shots. That'd be interesting to look up, like, your top ten films with, like, a red background or red tint going on.
Oh, Joey's still alive. Oh, bad choice of words, dummy. Okay, now Freddy can fight. Here we go. Damn. That makeup still years later is still freaky. Terrifying. I mean, th th you could do it in a way. See, the way I was thinking, which I don't know if they do it now because Freddy is just such. You know, the icon, but the way I would do it, I would go really obscure. And of course, I'm sure it's been done thousands of times, but you can make it to a point where, like, Freddy. It's almost like I've been watching Lord of the Rings, and I've been fascinated that Sauron has no physical form. I mean, they show it in a couple of clips here and there, but he, he's actually just an entity. And I think that's the way I would go with the next Nightmare on Elm Street movie. I know it's controversial and kind of like a little. Maybe not artsy, but like Freddy's not an actual physical being. He's just like he's anything that you think he is. He could be like, you know, a dog, a cat or something. I would just make it really weird. Crickets. Hey. <laughs> now they're in the dream, too. See, Freddy can, can attack you from multiple fronts. Before he does physical harm.
Of course his skeleton would fight. Man, his skull will mess around. Oh. There goes dad. Yeah, Freddy got him. He beat, he beat them as a skull. <laughs> but she didn't bury him all the way. Freaky scenes like this. Oh, we gotcha. Oh, what was his power? Oh, well, I guess he screams real loud. Alright, cool. I forgot. Or did he have a powered? He's gone. Yeah, right. That was one thing. The endings were really quick in these nightmare movies. Like this. Okay. So that was it? Oh, well, not really. Does Nancy die in this film?
Burn the bones, dude. Oh, I guess you had to subdue him in order to burn. For Nancy. Do it. You can't kill Freddy. And he happens to carry a gigantic crucifix? What? Save her! Oh, they, they killed Nancy in this one? Oh, shit! Wow, okay. I did not see that coming. Huh, go figure. Okay. That's wild. Man, I forgot this. I have not seen this for me in a long time. I'm sorry, guys. So Nancy dies in this woman. She comes back in New Nightmare? I have to look that up on uh, offline. And of course, you got to get a Oh, well, he's still out there. Of course he is. Where else would he be? But guys, that is Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. Like right now, they're actually playing the Dream Warriors from Doc. And if you hopefully you cannot hear that because I'll get I'll get monetized and take it down. That would not be good. But um, actually, it gets me wanting to act, uh, watch part four a little bit more. That'll be kind of fun, but a fun movie nonetheless, man. I always enjoy it. Like I said, I have not seen it in a while, and like I I forgot the the. <laughs> The nun was his mom. Nancy dies. But a cool soundtrack, a fun horror movie, and a nice, tight way to begin the month of October. Guys, we have so much stuff coming. It's ridiculous. Um, we have some stuff planned that we're going to do. 
But this is going to be the first one. Will you guys check it out? It will be Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. Check it out on your local streaming services or elsewhere. Not sure where else you want to go. But as always, check out the Facebook page. Check out Spotify and iTunes. I don't know where my speech is pattern tonight. And check out the Facebook page. Any comments or likes that you can give us would be much appreciated. And, you know, as always, from Mike to me to you, bam! And I will see you soon. Later!